This podcast is made available for free globally. That is only possible through my relationships with advertising partners. If you would like to access an ad-free version of Practical Stoicism, go to stoicismpod.com forward slash members to learn more. I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which from personal experience I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often. So stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Seed DSO-1 is a daily symbiotic, which is a probiotic and prebiotic formulated to provide benefits for gut immune function and whole body health. I take it every morning before I eat, which is when it works the best, and I have noticed a big difference in my digestion, regularity, and even my skin. It's nice that this benefit comes in a small package that needs no refrigeration and really is just a couple of simple, small pills. You also get this cool little travel vial in case you're traveling, so you don't have to stuff a bunch of loose pills in your pocket, which is nice. It's also nice that this product is so rigorously tested from a scientific perspective, which makes seeds probiotic research, development, and innovation programs a lot more trustworthy. So trust your gut health to Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com forward slash practical and use code 25practical to get 25% off of your first month. That's 25% off of your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com forward slash practical with the code 25 practical. Welcome back to Practical Stoicism. I know you're all gearing up for a rip-roaring New Year's Eve tomorrow, but as you do that, keep in mind all that you've learned this year and ask yourself as you prepare to while out with a goofy hat and blinking glasses, what would Marcus do? And maybe have a slightly less wild New Year's Eve than you normally would. Try not to do anything that finds you waking up in the morning and saying, oof, well that wasn't very stoic of me. I guess what I'm telling you to do is to have a virtuous New Year's Eve, which is a very dad-like thing to do, isn't it? God, jeez, I'm just turning 40 and I'm already talking like a dad. Eric's the one with a kid, and yet here I am dadding it up like an old pro. Just take care of yourself, New Year's Eve, okay? Today we're going to cover Meditation 36 from Book 4, which reads as follows. Observe constantly that all things take place by change, 
and accustom thyself to consider that the nature of the universe loves nothing so much as to change the things which are and to make new things with them. For everything that exists is, in a manner, the seed of that which will be. But thou art thinking only of seeds which are cast into the earth or into a womb, but this is a very vulgar notion. This is pretty appropriate for the advancing new year, isn't it? The universe loves nothing so much as to change the things which are and to make new things with them. That's a cosmic truth, don't you think? Returning for a moment to the second law of thermodynamics, which I feel I've mentioned too many times on this podcast recently, as well as to the law of the conservation of matter, I think it's incredible that the Stoics had this insight. No matter disappears, it just changes form. No energy disappears, it just changes form. And these things, matter and energy, are constantly changing form. Everything changes. Men and women into old men and women, into dead men and women, into ash or nutrients for the soil, or, or in unfortunate circumstances, into food for other animals. Then they're made into something else. And those things into something else, and perhaps those things into gametes, and those gametes into new humans. All of that thanks to change, the universal constant. In a world that's very rapidly changing, it's nice to know the Stoics embraced change, whether they found that change to be preferred or dispreferred. And I think we would do well to copy their love of it, which I think fits rather well into Amor Fati, or, sorry, Amor Paddle. Think of everything about tradition that has changed just in the last 30 years. Do you remember America before we moved away from saying things like Merry Christmas and started saying things like Happy Holidays in order to be more inclusive of other non-Christmas celebrating faiths and individuals? Some people really hated that change, while others think it's really great, and still others don't feel any one way or another about it. But that's an example of change. We change, as societies, with changing ideas, and this is something the universe loves, and so it should be something that we love, too, right? Well, if we don't love it, perhaps we don't need to. Perhaps all we need is to recognize that change is as natural as anything natural can be. Change also isn't very much in our control, is it? We don't decide whether or not societies in response to the changing needs and thoughts and wants and desires of new generations will change, do we? I mean, how could we? Eventually, my generation, which is really just coming into political power around the world, will be out of political power, and then it will be the next generation's turn to do whatever they think is best. And we may not like it. In fact, as the older generation, we're almost guaranteed not to like it. Or, you know, we could like it very much. But to feel any way in particular about change seems kind of silly, doesn't it? When we know it's inevitable, when we know we can't control it, when we know, returning to our Amor Paddle episode, that it's like the flowing river, or if we prefer the metaphor from Chrysippus, the rolling cart. I think the protest here will be something like, but some change is bad. Well, I would stop you, my friend, and remind you that the only thing bad in life, according to the Stoics, is that which corrupts our virtue, and that which is good, only that which is virtuous or appropriate. But that doesn't mean that there isn't change which is dispreferred and deserving of our appropriate action in opposition of it. If someone you don't like gets elected president, for example, that's not bad, it's an indifferent, but it is, to you, a dispreferred indifferent. 
So what do the Stoics tell us is okay in response to dispreferred indifference? That we can act in opposition to them if the action we take is appropriate, if the action we take does not detract from our virtue. So can we protest? Well, I don't see why we couldn't. What specifically about protesting damages our virtue? Anything you can think of? I suppose ultimately it depends. Protesting by destroying property is probably not appropriate, though there may be times where it could be. This is the tricky thing about applying Stoic principles in real life to our individual lives. There is no one-size-fits-all to doing so. You might say, but destroying someone's property is definitely wrong. And I think I'd agree with you almost all of the time, but remember when the nuns in The Sound of Music disconnected a part of that Nazi car? that was giving chase to the Von Trapp family and they disabled the vehicle, they broke the car. They destroyed someone else's property. That was the destruction of property, right? And that was appropriate. And I think that example, even though it's extreme and it includes Nazis, which is always the most extreme direction you can go, I think it does a lot to really explain the indifferent thing. It's not about whether or not the action of removing a car's alternator or whatever it was being objectively good or bad, it's the reason behind the action that decides whether or not an action is appropriate, whether or not an action is vicious. This is what the Stoics say about externals. Externals themselves are indifference. But if someone takes an indifferent action, like kicking a dog, for the reason of harming a dog, that's vicious. But if they kick a dog because that dog is trying to attack their baby, that's a virtuous, you could say, or at least appropriate action. And I think this nuance in determining what is and isn't appropriate is really hard for most of us because we have to try to apply it in every aspect of life, and that's a little overwhelming. And it's very frequently true that thinking this way runs against the stated law of a society. That can happen a lot, right? The stated law of a society says it's illegal to deface public property. But if the state just increased your state income tax by 30% and someone spray paints the state sucks across the Capitol building, certainly they broke the law, but they may also have acted appropriately. It all depends on why the state increased your taxes. Was it to permanently solve poverty or was it to line their pockets with more money? The law makes things illegal because some things should just be broadly illegal. It should be illegal to kill someone. But Stoicism, and indeed even the law in this extreme example, would say, well, why did you kill this person? For revenge? For no reason? Or to protect someone? Or yourself? This is what philosophy in general often asks us to do, to think and not speak in absolutes about things because things are nuanced and rarely black and white. So returning to the focus, change. Change happens, and you need to accept that it happens. But that doesn't mean you cannot act out appropriately in opposition to change you don't find beneficial. And so long as you do it appropriately, which you'll need to think in order to determine, the ancient Stoics would be a-okay with you doing so. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Practical Stoicism. If you haven't yet, please consider leaving this podcast a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. And if you'd like to get rid of ads, remember you can do so at stoicismpod.com forward slash members. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, take care. Take care.